Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 7, Chapter 77. He liberates a dying woman from death. It was in December of the same year that a worthy woman called Delia Buscalia, being in her eighth month of pregnancy, unexpectedly began to give premature birth to her fourth child. As the pains began, the midwife arrived. Her name was Bianca. Although very experienced, she was unable to assist the birth. For when the child began to appear, she found that the difficulty lay in that it could not emerge completely, because unusually the infant lay in the womb with its feet foremost, ending up partly still in the womb, partly outside. The woman was reduced to the state that her heartbeat was so low and feeble that she was hardly alive, and she lost consciousness all but at the end of her life. The best doctors came to her as she lay in bed, and they tried every means in vain to restore her to health. Bianca herself says that, and adds that if they had attempted to pull the child out by force, since the mother could not expel it herself, they would have torn it in pieces, and the mother would undoubtedly have died at once. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, vessel of the Holy Ghost, child of Mary, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Tonight, we begin hearing of a terrible story. It's the story of the death of the fourth child of Delia and her husband. And it was the situation in which, as we can just read, the mother was about to die too. There seemed to be no way to remove the child without also killing the mother. And she was going to lay like this for nine more hours. Doctors could not do anything. Midwives couldn't do anything. Not because they were negligent. They were doing all they could. We'll see tomorrow night that St. Philip was able to do something for her. And this story that we hear comes from the, the mother herself, who told Galonio, the author, many years later about the event. But this story happens in 1561, the 10th year of St. Philip's priesthood. And it's one of the more difficult things that Philip ever had to face. Death of the child, the mother about to die. And we know that these kind of things do continue to happen in one way or the another. The loss of a child is one of the most painful things that parents 
undergo. And even when we know that pain in childbirth, death itself, are effects of original sin, it doesn't make things easier. We know that this is part of being in a fallen world. We know that it's one of the consequences of our break away from God. See, once our first parents broke that harmony with God, all the other harmonies were lost. The man, the wife were naked without shame. They were given the command to be fruitful and multiply. And in their interpersonal inter relationship, there was joy. This is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And in place of that perfect harmony, they began to argue after the breakaway from God. In place of being fruitful and multiply, now they bring forth children in pain. So these effects are the effects of an original break from our union with God. And even when we're restored to God's friendship, he doesn't take away the consequences, all the consequences of original sin, one of which is pain and childbirth. But we know that God entered the world as a man, that he was born of a woman, so that the ability to bring forth children has a new joy to it, in which mothers and fathers cooperate with God in bringing forth not just children for this world, but children for the next world. And we pray tonight for all children that have died by miscarriage, children that have died prematurely. We entrust them to the mercy of God. That's what the church does. We know that to go to heaven, you have to have sanctifying grace. We know the ordinary means of giving sanctifying grace is baptism. But there are children who die through no fault of their own and no fault of their parents and no fault of the doctors. We see this tonight. There's no one at fault here. The mother, it's unexpected. The doctors, the nurses, the midwives, there's no one's at fault when the child dies. And what can we do? We entrust this child to the mercy of God. And just as we baptize a child in view of the faith of the parents. So we ask that any children we know who have died prematurely without baptism, we present our faith to God, we present the faith of the church to God, and we ask that they be given something like baptism of desire. That if we can see the faith of parents and use that to baptize the child, so we ask that our faith and the faith of the parents of these children may act as a kind of desire of, in view of which the Blessed Virgin Mary, all the angels will beg God to give these children the grace of baptism. So that if a parent has lost a child, either through their own fault or through nothing having to do with their fault, we pray that in the mercy of God, they may be with the angels in heaven now, so that when we die and we go to heaven, we pray that there may be some people waiting for us, maybe even more people than we realize. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.